friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And I want to thank you again for so many positive emails and all the support we've gotten over the last couple of days with our 2000th show on Monday. It's been a great week already of shows. Got way more stuff loaded up for you. Dad's been going over Angel Wars, and I just appreciate the support. We can't do this without you. So you guys sponsor the show. We continue to bring you guys the latest updated health research and news topics every single day, and I appreciate all of you. I got a lot of emails that I was going through last night, and people asking me certain questions about topics that are going on. I always try to answer those sometimes on the show the best I can, and again, I want to continually encourage people, if, it's, if it is to be, it's up to us, so to speak. The old saying goes, we are out here doing this, and I mean we, I mean you as well, all of us, patriots, Americans, we're continually getting the truth, and a lot of people are really starting to wake up. You know, I saw a video last night, yesterday, somebody sent me, there's a podcast of Tucker Carlson, and basically calling out Building 7, which I've told you guys, and Dad said it repeatedly before, you get people to start researching Building 7, and they start asking questions about that, it opens up a whole rabbit hole of other questions. And most people, when they start actually questioning Building 7, they start waking up very quickly. And it was interesting because he was talking to an individual about on the podcast about what you can and can't say on mainstream media. And he said, if I come out now and I say the Earth's completely flat, people will just laugh at me because they don't care because there's no threat. He goes, but what happens if I say what happened to Building 7? Like, that's weird, right? What, doesn't just do that. If you were to say something like that on television, they would flip out. You'd lose your job over that. Why? It's my country. And he goes, I can't ask why. What happened to Building 7? Does it just buildings actually collapse like that? You can't ask the question, period, or else you'd be fired. And what's interesting about this, which, I mean, that's that's a pretty bold statement, means he's starting to wake up quite a bit. And he's being very, very clear now, I think, in his his reasoning and understanding that we are having a complete state takeover, basically state-run media now. After he's been released from Fox, there's not really anybody else that has been putting out any type of information even relative to what he brought up. Somebody sent me a link yesterday of a video from Jesse Waters, who they're saying is going to be basically replacing, I guess, Tucker Carlson. And again, he's still on Fox Mainstream News, and he did this big expose on the release of the Jeffrey Epstein calendar and how the CIA director, William Burns, well, the now CIA director was on there, and a lot of stuff that I already covered yesterday. And what's interesting about it, though, he brought up a lot of stuff that's very clear. However, Epstein is just continually being used as a scapegoat in order to make people think that a lot of stuff is still getting released. Now, there's no question about it. Who he's still involved in are still very active. The people that he was working with, with Mossad and MI6 and the CIA and Russian intelligence, I think he was all across the board. Most people do, too, this done any research. This guy was specifically there to facilitate child trafficking and get blackmailing individuals all around the globe. That's why you will not see ever his black book. You will not see all the people that he was directly involved in. You will never hear the testimony from um, the uh, one girl, whatever her name was, that uh, ended up going to prison. You're never going to see or hear uh, any of that about the Just like Maxwell. People. Maxwell, thank you. You're never going to hear anything from Maxwell's testimony, actual legit testimony about all the people she named. You're, you're never going to hear that, period. 
because they don't want that getting ousted. So what they do is they bring up Epstein occasionally. They throw a name or two out there. Oh, somebody associated with him 10 or 12 years ago, oh, this now CIA director knew him, which is going to go nowhere. It's a CIA director. What are you going to do? I mean, realistically, because he met with, with Epstein. But what they do is now they continually do this to keep people distracted. Why can we not hear the testimony from Maxwell? Why are we not able to see what was in the black book? Because they don't want everybody getting ousted, in my opinion, who's directly involved with him and what he was involved in. Epstein was just one individual. I can tell you with strong certainty from people that I've talked to that know a lot of people, he was just one cog in the wheel. There are numerous other agents and assets like him out there active right now doing the exact same thing he did. He was just very sloppy very arrogant and very flamboyant with his lifestyle and with those girls and he was all over the place with way too many people and he got basically busted in florida that's what happened with epstein he wasn't just this main guy that had all this up and was the mastermind plan of child trafficking he was literally a cutout do boy that's why if you look at almost all the assets he constantly had they were constantly given to him the mansions the estates the property the jets they're all constantly given to him to use and basically to hold his assets. There was no research or anything showing that he had some massive portfolio that he built from the ground up, that he was doing all types of real estate investment and made all this massive amounts of money flipping houses. There was none of that. He constantly just acquired random assets. And I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but I don't, I don't generally get offered you know, $30, $40 million penthouses just for the good graces of people. Oh, well, by the way, here's a $40 million penthouse in New York. Just, you know, enjoy it. We're going to put it in your name. You know, whatever you want to do with it. Don't worry about it. That, that doesn't normally happen. <laughs> so again, realize what they're constantly doing with him, and they're constantly putting him out there as essentially the scapegoat. But we need to know who was actually in that black book. And until they start releasing that and real information that he was directly involved in instead of this, this hanky-panky theater they keep putting out there every single day, it's not surprising. we got to dig harder, and we got to demand more. That's my opinion on that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. The Ed, Ed Dowd, who has been on numerous interviews, and he actually worked as a money manager on Wall Street, and he actually worked for BlackRock for a period of time. He's turned his skill set towards the number of deaths and serious injuries surrounding the COVID bioweapon vaccine. He wrote a book a little ways back. If anybody had seen that at the end of last year, it was called Cause Unknown. We talked about it briefly, and it was the epidemic of sun deaths in 2021 and 2022. And he was talking about the research that he put together in his book in this podcast. And he said there's an extremely dark distinction disturbing figure taking shape and he explains he said we did our vaccine damage report after months and months and months of collecting data and there are three buckets he goes there are dead disabled and injured the dead numbers are easy to find and excess mortality in 2021 and 2022 it's over 300,000 excess deaths that's on the low side he goes there's roughly 1.36 million that have been disabled by the vax and that's a conservative number and he said finally around 26.6 million people have been injured he goes, everyone is reporting co-workers that are chronically ill and sick. And he's right. I hear about that all the time now. He said the work time data is really a smoking gun. 
He was, it went 13 standard deviations above the 20 year trend line in 2022. It went up in 2020 and then went up again in 2021 and exploded in 2022, well after the virus and well into the vaccine program. He goes, it's a stunning 13 standard deviation event. This affects 10% of the total population, but 30% of the labor force. He goes, there's about 100 million to 110 million in the labor force with the injured, disabled, and dead is about 28 million. That's about 30% of the labor force that has died, been disabled, or is chronically sick, this is going to have huge implications on productivity going forward. Now, again, I haven't seen all the research that he's put forward. He's documented this allegedly very heavily in his book, uh, but I've read some of this excerpts on it and some of the information, and most of it seems fairly accurate. And all you really have to do if you're in the workforce, if you're out about in the real world, you will notice this is becoming a very common theme. I know numerous employers, numerous employers, different companies, small businesses, large businesses, restaurants, and they've all told me the exact same thing. They can't get any help, and majority of the people that they get in are con- constantly sick all the time. That's why you're hearing about POTS disease now, P-O-T-S. This is basically an inflammatory issue and an issue with the cardiovascular system and the respiratory system that they have put on now as long COVID. The problem with it is the only people I ever hear about coming down with POTS disease is people that have been fully vaccinated now. And what it is is they're coming up with these new diseases or new definitions or restructuring certain diseases to fit in a category to cover up the list of the side effects that are going on with the shot. That way they never say it's an actual shot that's causing the problem. But if you look at the increase of diseases, increase of disabilities, increases of deaths, He's right. I've looked at a lot of these numbers. They have skyrocketed among numbers we've never seen before. And then they go, oh, well, it's because of COVID. It's because of long COVID. And they come up with all these excuses now. Remember when I read you guys the headlines months back on all these different mainstream media outlets and that constant headlines? Taking too frequent naps can cause you to have a heart attack. Sleeping on the couch in a recliner can cause you to have a heart attack. Doing too much outside exercise is leading to increased cardiac death events. Playing too many video games for youngsters is causing heart attacks and strokes in young children. I read you guys. There's like like 15 different titles. And these bizarre, macabre situations where people never normally had any type of issues. I mean, saying people take too many naps, they're coming down with heart attacks because they take too many naps. You joking me right now? This is what they've had to do now is spin the narrative and continually adapt the lie to what's actually happened in reality so they can keep telling everybody, well, it's nothing to do with the shot. That's total, total, total speculation, nothing to do with the shot. But when you actually start looking at the real numbers, the only thing, the only variable that has changed among all of this has been an experimental RNA gene therapy shot that they tried to force in the American population. I mean, you got, I saw Trudeau now in Canada. He's again, he's literally trying to rewrite history. He's on so many videos and so many podcasts and teleconferences and videos that he's that have been posted over the last couple of years blatantly saying you will not be able to go out and travel without a covid passport vaccine you will not be able to go out and eat you will not be able to essentially do anything unless you get the shot blatantly saying it now he's saying i never told anybody it was a mandate i never forced anybody to get a shot i didn't do any of that so what you're happy you're seeing now is you're seeing this backpedaling. You're seeing now the federal government apparently right when they were about to have an injunction placed against this federal mandate for the shot, 
that's been basically working with uh, Bill, uh, Big Tree has been working on this. I was reading about it yesterday, talking about it with Steve. They were about to get an injunction against the federal government, against this contractor and federal employee uh, mandate shot, even though the Supreme Court had already ruled that it was basically unconstitutional. Now suddenly the White House administration drops the mandate. Suddenly, suddenly the FDA comes out and says we're no longer approving the monovalent COVID shot anymore. We're pulling it off the market because the bivalent one's the one to get now. The one that caused all the issues from the very beginning that started, at least I should say. No, we're pulling off the market now. doesn't exist anymore. No, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Why are all these things happening right now? Well, my opinion, they're trying to cover up the history that has happened. And what they're going to do is they're going to slowly try to rewrite history because, as we've seen before, if you can control history, if you can teach things and you can control the narrative, you can control the entire story going forward. That's why you have so much misinformation about the Civil War now. Decades and decades and decades and decades of twisted manipulation and of history. They've now made people think that the entire Civil War premise and its beginning fight all the way from beginning to start was based solely on slavery. That's simply not true. Slavery, no doubt, was a factor during that time. However, the entire concept of the Civil War was based on states' rights is what it came down to, and unjust taxation, which is what the United States has constantly gotten in fights over for centuries, is unjust taxes. But yet they want to make sure that that entire war was a racial war is what they try to tell everybody now, which, again, is simply not true. Always do your research and continue to get the truth out there the best you possibly can. That's what we do here at the Ted Austin Brower Show. And thank you again for supporting Health Masters with our 2000 show this week. And how are you doing this morning, Ted? Doing great, Austin. Absolutely doing great. Uh, quite frankly, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of you know blown away by you know your introduction there and your opening as far as Jeffrey Epstein and all the rest of it. Remember, Robert Maxwell was Jelaine's sister, just Lane's Maxwell's dad. And he found himself dead off the end of a yacht, you know, I guess when he basically became bankrupt and became uh, unwilling to basically uh, stop doing what he was doing as far as his Ponzi scheme and his printing empire and all that in England. And he was also buried on the Mount of Olives in Israel, which is the highest resting place that a dignitary can get because he was also Mossad. He was Mossad, just like Maxwell's Mossad, Jeffrey Epstein's Mossad. And I, for one, for one second, I don't believe that Jeffrey Epstein's dead. There's no way Mossad doesn't do that kind of stuff. He, Jeffrey Epstein had all of that information and all of those videotapes and how many copies did he have of all of that information on all of those elected officials. So, you know, people say, you know, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. I say one more. I'll go one past that. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, is not dead. I'm sure he's living in Israel after having gone undergone more plastic surgery. And if you look at the pictures of him basically being pulled out of the prison and the profile of his nose and his earlobes and all that, they don't match him when he was alive. So whoever that body double was who had been altered, you know, facially and altered with surgery, et cetera, et cetera, I guess he was sacrificed there. But I don't believe for one second Mossad is going to kill Jeffrey Epstein. Don't believe that. And also the cameras are off in his cell and the people. Oh, what a mess. You guys remember all that? And I told you guys when it was all going on, it was just it was just it was just a giant mess. It really, really was. And and then we got Les Wexner, like Austin said, from Victoria's Secret. You know, financing Jeffrey Epstein, giving him these multi-million dollar gifts, and now Les Wexler is bringing transgender models into Victoria's Secret. You know, and then we got 30% of the labor force damaged supposedly by the clot shot, which I actually believe those numbers. Between that and fentanyl and opioid abuse, we've lost a lot of the people working. And again, they're, they're doing the same thing that Austin said. They're covering up the history of the clot shot. 
because they don't want to be held accountable for it. This is the same stinking thing they did with the Civil War, the same thing they did with World War I, the same thing they did with World War II, the same thing they did with what's going on with the Vietnam War and the running and slinging of dope, and the same thing that they always do. They rewrite history, and because they own the presses. They own the media. They own everything. You know, Tucker Carlson bringing up Building 7, i got to give the boy some kudos on that. He was probably becoming a little bit too awake. And, you know, I told you what happened with Mancow. He asked Donald Rumsfeld, who had written a book after he'd gotten out of office, uh, you know, what in the world happened with Building 7. And, you know, Mancow asked him that on live radio, and suddenly Mancow stations started being taken away from him. He was on hundreds of stations at that point, and he actually exposed Building 7 to the whole country. And, you know, but yet I still talk to probably 80 percent of the people about Building 7, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. It was a Solomon building. It was like a 50-some-odd-story office complex that held the headquarters for the FBI, which held the physical evidence for Enron and Ken LaHaye and all the rest of that stuff. And it suddenly imploded in its own footprint seven, eight, nine hours after the buildings were hit. I mean, this is insanity. And then the, the, the BBC announces that the, you know, the, 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 the buildings were coming down, et cetera, et cetera, before they ever came down. This whole thing was orchestrated, just like the Kennedy assassination was. And what they do, because they control the media, they can control, quote-unquote, conspiracy theory. You know, ho, ho, ho. You know, so they did it in the 60s after the Warren Commission released their findings that bullets like to go backwards. Uh, you know, this whole thing's crazy. And, and, you know, we sit back, and yet the vast majority of the population uh, really doesn't care. They don't care about what's going on. They care about Kim Kardashian's buttocks. Uh, they care about social media. They care about you being famous as a media freak, you know, on TikTok. And they basically want somebody to buy them all kinds of fancy stuff. And it just ends on and on and on and on and on when you see how corrupt and how the agenda has been here and has been taken to this level. It really is. And I, I just stand, I stand here just amazed. And it goes right back to the fallen angels' intrusion into this world and that our battle is not against flesh and blood. I guess these entities, we go into more detail on that right now in what happened to the pre-Adamic war, what happened after the pre-Adamic war. Let's do it right now. Let's talk about the dwelling places of the fallen angels. Personally, I believe that these entities live in Antarctica. A lot of them are locked up there, and I believe they have habitations in the atmosphere. This is why Lucifer is referred to the prince of the power of the air by Apostle Paul. That's why, you know, we can't seem to get spaceships Outside of the Earth's atmosphere, we can't go up and see things up there. I mean, they don't allow us to do that. We don't know what the world's happening yet. But the Earth and its atmosphere basically are turning into, turned into and have been a giant prison run by God's holy angels. And Lucifer, the fallen angels, and the evil spirits, evil spirits are confined to the Earth. They can come around inside of the atmosphere. And, you know, and this battle is being fought continually. That's why the Bible continues to say that our battle is not against flesh and blood. You know, we can look here and we can see Ephesians 2.2 and Ephesians 6.12. In Revelation 12, 7 through 13, if you want to have some references for some of that. And we need to understand here that we've got a lot of stuff going on that, like Jesus said, if you can't understand the earthly things, how can you possibly understand the heavenly things? We know that the narrative at the beginning of the Bible is incomplete. We know that. We know that the entire creation history was not given to Adam and Eve. We know that Adam and Eve really that Jesus wanted them and God wanted them to refurbish the earth. He used the term replenish to describe the work he had done. But, you know, God did not want them to know anything about Lucifer, the prior kingdom on earth, the rebellion, the space war, the sentencing to the lake of fire. Nor did God want them to know that Lucifer basically somehow appealed to sentence and was allowed to still come back and forth to the throne room like we see in Joan and all of this stuff. He didn't want to know any of that stuff. 
they were basically being put here to prove who God was and that God could create human beings in his image with freedom of will. And then the the serpent shows up in the garden. And then finally, about 600 years after Eve's encounter with Lucifer in the garden, Enoch was born. And just like the apostle John, Enoch was taken up to heaven and he was given a revelation. Enoch was taken to heaven on several occasions and given information about the fallen angels, who they were, how they operated. You know, and this was not known by mankind, my mankind until it was revealed to Enoch, you know, before he was taken up in heaven. Enoch was commissioned to record everything he had learned from God and preserve it for future generations. It was Noah, supposedly, who brought the writings of Enoch into the ark, and this is how this amazing account survived the flood. The Genesis account about the flood was never merged with Enoch's account, and this is still true today. Now, let me say why this is. At one point, the book of Enoch was in the Bible. And basically the Romans in 323, they took it out. It's still in the Ethiopian Bible today, which ties together all of this information as far as how it happened and when it happened. I think it's interesting to me now. So it's not an apocryphal text. The Genesis account up to the flood was never merged with Enoch's account, and it's still true as far as the actual text that the people in the churches agree with. The full story of the creation of the universe and the angels and the redemptive plan for human race was not completely revealed until the book, book of Revelation came into existence. I talked about this the other day, and we need to understand that. And these evil spirits and these devils or demons dwell on the surface of the earth. Now, they are Lucifer's foot soldiers attacking humans and using their bodies to further the kingdom of Satan. That's why you see this theme of possession road go over and over and over again. Even the Catholic Church has been involved in casting out demons and casting out possession. And these entities on this planet who were basically possessing human beings – they constantly alter the bloodlines of the people whom they possess to make them a more inhabitable place to possess. What does that mean? They got to breed the empathy. They got to breed the sympathy. They got to make them psychopaths, and they've got to make their DNA such that they're going to be easy to go into and control the affairs of human beings. Remember, Lucifer changes tactics. You know, after the basically the flood. He realized he couldn't just come in here and break God's rules of engagement and start doing all the things he was doing. So he basically saw that God in his, in his rust, righteousness had to destroy the planet. He didn't expect that to happen because he wanted to create some type of plan of salvation for the angels by co-breeding human beings. We talked about that yesterday, and he wanted to figure out how to get himself back into the goodness of God, and he couldn't do it. And so God showed him that wasn't going to happen. After the flood, you know, Noah's three sons began to procreate. There was rapid growth. Noah was 600 years old when he entered the ark. And he lived another 350 years after the flood. And we can see the population explosions from reading the genealogy of Noah's sons. Despite the traumatic global flood and drifting on the waters for months, Noah's family did not seem that impressed to teach their offspring about God. Noah went from being a fiery preacher and a man that found grace from God to growing a vineyard and pretty much getting and staying drunk in Genesis 9, 20 to 21. You see that. In other words, he kind of gave up. Logic would dictate that Lucifer was responsible for inspiring Noah to build the vineyard and making him dependent upon alcohol. But all of this stuff happened, and for a hundred years, he didn't get any converts outside of his family. He may have lost interest, honestly. You know, but there's no doubt that Lucifer decided that he would go in and start teaching these people different religions. In fact, there's about 4,200 different religions now, right now, being practiced by the people around the world. This war that raged across the universe after Lucifer's rebellion wasn't a single battle; it was a protracted conflict. You know, and so we have to understand that demons possessed people and taught them how to fight. Now, what's interesting about all this, when you get into the actual detail of this, we have to step up next to the Tower of Babel. And remember, they were still speaking the same language with the Tower of Babel. 
And Lucifer's basically like the anti-religious department of God and his bringing all these different religions into existence was basically wanting to create a one-world religion, convincing the people to worship lifeless idols of wood, stone, gold, and silver. And the worship of these images was predicated upon lies. The reason that these people were being sacrificed and being given to these idols was because God had cut off the angels from the energy field that was the universe, and the only way they could eat, they were kind of like in a starvation mode, was to eat the energy beings from the sacrifice of humans. This is exactly why we still have all of this abortion on this planet, and a million children go missing every year. And these satanic rituals, and I've talked about this in length, where they connect themselves together and like 13 people around a sacrificial stone with somebody on it. This is horrible stuff to talk about. And they create a resonance link, and they feed the demons on the other side, and in turn, the demons on that side give these people knowledge and control the energy field on this planet and the physical reality and allow things like Jeffrey Epstein to occur and Ghislaine Maxwell to occur and all this perversion and pedophilia to occur. And what happened is when the Tower of Babel was built, God realized, and it could have been a, 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 there could have been a space gate, you know, a wormhole above high enough up that they wanted to get back into. That could have been. I've heard other, other writers talk about that. I don't know. But this age of paganism started, and these fallen angels realized after the flood that they had been defeated again. After the Tower of Babel was torn apart, they realized they had been defeated again. But the war wasn't over with on this, on this planet. Okay, They realized that this removed from the, the, the generation removed from the Tower of Babel had full knowledge of what had transpired when the holy angels moved them all over the world. So they started these religions that required these blood sacrifices to de these demon gods in order to basically feed the demon gods. And see, this is looking at 1 Corinthians 10, 19 through 20 and see that. The demons made them fanatical to kill those who refused to worship their, their particular gods, these you know, Baal, Asherah, and Moloch. That's why I've told you guys. The entire planet is still being run by the ancient Canaanite religions. And once you understand that, you start to see it, you understand why they wanted human sacrifices to feed the entities on the other side of the veil. And they put all these different religions out there, and they put women and children on the altars, and they cooked them, and they fed them like frying bacon on, the, on these altars to create as much energy as they could while they were being killed. This is the sickness that this, this thing is. This is how perverse Lucifer is. He's like an energy vampire that runs around seeking those whom he may devour is what the scripture tells us. But he may not devour us because we have been sanctified by the blood of the lamb. And the power of our testimony. That's why he hates Christians. He can't eat us. Gosh, that sounds weird. He can't consume our energy field. He's not allowed to do that because we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. We have Jesus protecting us. That's why they're so angry what happened 2,000 years ago on the cross, and they want to reverse it. They want to have the ability to stop what they've done with Christianity. They want their old world order back so they can have open human sacrifices, open paganism, open everything. Why do you think Paul kept saying in the New Testament, hey, guys, how about you don't go to orgies? Mm -hmm. How about that? How about, how about in the Old Testament where Paul was saying – in the Old Testament where God kept telling the children of Israel who had fallen into this unbelievable demonic state, hey, how about you stop sacrificing your children on the altars of Baal and Moloch and Asherah, and how about you, Solomon? You fell away too, and you also sacrificed children on these altars. It was all to feed the demon gods. Now, we've got to stop for one second. We've got to look at this stuff, and we've got to realize who Lucifer was. Lucifer, he was the most beautiful and powerful of all angels. He was given – apparently the earth to rule at the same time he was tasked with traveling to the city of god outside of the universe in the third heaven apparently i'm just this is speculation and he was serving for very vast periods of time on the throne of the godhead 
you know, remember, he, remember, remember what they said in Ezekiel 28, 14 to 15. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou fast, thou, thou was upon the holy mountain of God, and thou hast walked up and down of the midst of the stones of the fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day they were created until iniquity was found in, found in you. And apparently one of his duties was to lead praise and worship with the Godhead. I don't know how long that continued. It doesn't say how long it continued. But apparently he was no longer content when he returned to serving from the throne room as he was going back and forth according to what he was doing on the earth. He started to entertain thoughts about his prestige and his grandeur, and evil was found in him. Now, remember, the first thing he did was to call the earthly kings and different nations and inform them that he was no longer going to serve the Godhead. Apparently, this is what happened. I don't know. I mean, I can't go back into history and look at exact numbers on that. But he elevated himself to the Godhead. This is what Isaiah 14 talks about that with verses 12 through 14. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high God. He basically wanted to come in and take God's place. Now, stay with me right a second. I'm going to tell you this. This is very, very important. He apparently, because remember, the angels were all over the universe. Now, there were angels and there were other entities that were created that were under the angels. The angels were very, very powerful, and this apparently had gone through the entire universe. Lucifer decided his next step in the rebellion was to visit these different angelic civilizations to persuade them to join the rebellion. Now, this, again, is speculation, but apparently this is what happened. I don't know. I wasn't there. This is all pre-Adamic stuff. And so the angels had been created with free will, and it was left up to them to decide if they wanted to reject Lucifer or to join his rebellion. Surprisingly, about a third of the angels were taken over by Lucifer's words, and they immediately followed suit and cleaned out anyone, supposedly, this is again speculation, who wanted to continue serving the Godhead. Now, here's where it gets really strange. Lucifer was then crowned God of the universe by the fallen angels, and they began to mobilize their forces to go against God. This is where the Kabbalah comes in. This is where Einsof comes in. This is where the snake in a tree is taking the place of God Almighty. This is when the snake in a tree, who's got his 14 archangels around him, that you have to have sex with when you go to pray to this particular God. And that's why they rock back and forth while they're praying. They're simulating a sex act. And forgive me having children on the show this morning listening to this, but this is what they do when you saw it, watch the practice of Kabbalah. Here, when all of this was going on, is when these other this other religion started to alter – to basically worship this other god who they claim was the creator of the universe because they saw him as that with Lucifer. Now, you think, wow, or with the devil. or Don't, don't, don't start with me on that, or, or you just want to call him Einstein. It doesn't make any difference. That's the field here that we have to deal with right now, and we need to understand that these entities that we have, they were, they were basically you know, running the show on this planet because they had been confined down here, and also they were you know, being forced – you know, to basically submit to the angels that were already here, you know, and remember, God makes sense because of the infinite number of planets in the physical universe that God wanted to create some other type of non-angelic race, which could be confined to a physical realm where we are right now. Angels were supposed to rule over these people and develop each planet. And they started to design the different angels, you know, accordingly, as far as with God. So what's happening with this is that this, you have to understand. All these angels have been designed to be highly skilled in technology. Now, listen to me. I'm tying this to COVID right now. They could create individuals, but they could not give them the spark of life. That only came from God Almighty. 
but they could create spacecraft for intergalactic travel. They could oversee manufacturing and trade between different angelic civilizations. Each planet was developed with different cities and nations. Maybe, I, again, this is, pre, this is presumption, but you can look at Isaiah 14, 12 through 21, and Ezekiel 28, 1 through 19. And we understand that all of this stuff was being done to basically expand the universe through God. But, however, there was an option, and it was used to cut the angels off from the power emanating from the Godhead. And what happened is these angels at that point realized that they had to sacrifice humans. This is what's happened on this planet with the abortion. And so this is the crazy part of all of this stuff. You know, you've got to realize Lucifer, when he was doing all of this stuff, he was completely ignorant of the Godhead's actions because he knew that he knew what he knew in the present, but he was not on the present. He couldn't go into the future and see what was going on. And so he ordered an attack on the Godhead in the third heaven. And when he did this, he basically, who knows, the war began. It, you know, he really must have thought the situation was going to be winnable or he wouldn't have done it. But it was stupid because he's God. You can't go against God. And so God, this is a God, God realized that it wasn't going to happen. And this epic battle of the universe, it could have covered millions of light years. Given the size of the innumerable amount of angels, who knows how long this thing lasted? But they were basically going about destroying everything. Well, of course, they were. They God knew what they were going to do, and so he stopped it. And after this, Lucifer was found guilty in his trial, supposedly when he was burnt to ash. And he realized at that point he was going to be confined to this planet. And now he's a roaring lion seeking those who may devour on this planet. And you know, we have to understand something here. You know. When we understand when these fallen angels were given the instructions and there are other beings on the planets with them to fight to the death, we don't know how long this war lasted. But we know one thing. God had to flush the planet the first time in order to get the remnants of that stuff off this planet. That's what he did the first time. And so when we understand this warfare goes out like this and these people basically are dying in this giant galactic war, and then we start seeing all of this ancient alien technology on our planet and these ancient alien structures. And we have TV shows like Ancient Alien Astronauts trying to justify all of this stuff and realize that this was a massive epic war that occurred before Adam and Eve. <laughs> That's why I said this is so complicated when you try to speculate. And again, a lot of this is scripture that I'm trying to tie together with it, and I'm extrapolating from the scripture as to what happened. Now, if you don't agree with me on all this, whatever. Then you figure out the book of Job and try, to figure, and try to reconcile it with current scripture. And you try to figure out how he was able to go back and forth. But he was the most powerful angel ever created. He's like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, so to speak. And because of that, I guess God gave him a special allowance to prove that he could change. But he hasn't changed anything. He's been locked up down here because he's a liar. That's why Jesus called him out of the book of John when they – Pharisees were talking to Jesus, and they said that their father was Abraham. He looked at him and said, oh, no, 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 and I'm paraphrasing. Your father ain't Abraham. Your father's the devil, period. That's He was for the liar from the beginning, and he continues to be a liar. And Jesus came down here on this planet as God, as man, as the son of man, to basically stop all of this stuff and to give us an escape, an escape strategy to get away from this stuff. But this war in the heavenlies has been going on for a long, long, long time. Even Paul says, and Jesus said, the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against these other entities and these other dimensions that come in and do what they do and travel around creating all of this nightmare stuff that people have to deal with. And the evil, people are always saying, well, well God, why does God allow the evil to be like this on the planet? There's rules of engagement. There's rules that have been set in place here. 
There's rules that we have to live by and they have to live by. Otherwise, they get I get sent back into the lake of fire, I guess. I don't know what he does with them. Maybe locks them back up in Antarctica. <laughs> I have no idea. But the point is there's certain things they know they have. That's why they have the lesser and white magic. That's why they've got to tell you in advance what they're going to do to you before they do it. And if they have this lesser magic going on in front of them, supposedly they don't have as much issue on the other side of the veil when everything comes to an end and they don't have to deal with all of the blowback from what they did. That's why they come in and they give you stuff and they tell you, we're going to let you take the COVID shot. Stay with me. Stay with me. We're going to let you take the COVID shot. You're going to sign a release. You don't have to take the COVID shot. We're not going to lock you up. We're not going to do that, but we're going to make you sign a release that you know you're doing this voluntarily. And we're going to make you now, if you don't have, if you don't take the COVID shot, we are going to give you basically, you know, a chance to be fired from your job. Oh my gosh. The, the, what they did with that COVID. Now, like Austin said, they're rewriting this and this nanolipid technology that was brought to us by Lieber, probably inspired by his dad, probably inspired by fallen angel stuff. All of this stuff. No, you never hear from him about him anymore. This PhD from Harvard who was involved with the nanolipid technology. All of this stuff is from the fallen ones, from the ones that I told you who are highly skilled and technical in their abilities to do what they wanted to do. There is no way on earth that we have the technology to come in and create nanolayered particles like that that can penetrate cell walls and go into the DNA and change your DNA with an mRNA shot. That was given to these entities that are basically possessing these individuals that are involved in this. And yesterday I mentioned one of the guys who was involved with AI who comes in and says, now I wish I had never done the work on this. I wish I had never been involved in this because what it's going to do, and I'm going to tie it all back together right now, this battle isn't going to go away. <laughs> it's not going to stop. And we have our ability right now because of the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony and because we've been sanctified by the blood. I've told you how that works from an energy field standpoint to stand against all of this stuff. But we have to realize that the book of Revelation and the opening of the seals, it's going to happen. Whether we want it to or not. Now, we may be able to slow it down a little bit by standing against it in aggregate. But look what's happened to the church. Look what's happened to the church with the Johnson Amendment, where that filthy pervert Johnson got that passed back in the 50s. Look what's happened when they took the reading of the Bible out of the church back in the 60s. Look what's happened with what they're doing now with the transgender agenda, which is, again, going right back to the worship of their God. Now you understand this, what I'm telling you right now, about why it's so important to talk about why the transgenders believe their God is an hermaphrodite. It's all sick. It's all perversion of the word of God, and it's all about destroying Christianity and destroying the believers who've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. They don't want Christianity to be preached. They hate Christianity because God basically did a sidestep on them. They had no idea what he was going to do. That's why I read you the scripture yesterday. Had they known what they were doing, they never would have crucified the Son of Glory. They don't know how to do this. They can't go back in time and erase it. If they could do it, they go back in time, which is probably what they're doing with CERN, to try to stop the crucifixion from ever occurring. Because that created a problem for them. They can't fix that because they're not omnipresent. So they want to have Lucifer running about as a lion, tying us into a D-wave computer, into an interdimensional interface to allow them to basically allow every thought to be evil all of the time. And Jesus said that when he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be upon my return when every thought was evil all the time. I'm paraphrasing and adding that back in from Genesis 6. But remember who you are in Christ. This war was a it was it was it was it was galactic it was a galactic war and it went on for who knows how long but god understood all of that and he realized that he had to send christ and that's the mystery of salvation and what he's done for us 
So always remember that I had a friend of mine this morning, and his wife is dying of cancer. Now listen to me for a second. This is a hard conversation for me to have, and she is riddled with cancer now. And they've tried all kinds of alternative stuff. They've tried all kinds of chemotherapy and radiation and all of that. And he's arguing with her because he wants to try more of this and more of that. He's pretty much bankrupted himself. And my response to him was, he goes, what do you think I should do? And I said, look, I said, our life here is momentary at best. I said, love her and give her peace because she's about to meet Jesus. She's a Christian. Just hold her hand because she's, they're giving her a few months to live now. And just make it as nice as she possibly can to transition into the next into the next life. And I and I said to my my friend, I said, death is a lie. It doesn't happen. We don't die. We just change our address. <laughs> That's all we do. And with Christians, we have a much better place we're going to next. Always remember that of who Jesus is and what he did. That's why he said, Death is death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? He's overcome both death, hell, and the grave. And we have the ability as Christians to continue to walk and stand with God all the days of our life for all of eternity if we follow him. That's what this battle is all about, is to prove that we are going to follow God and that we're going to have our, the ability to stand with Jesus all the days of our life. This, you know, my wife passed away last year. It's been almost a year now. And I tell you what, she was a hardcore born-again believer of the Holy Ghost, God, Jesus, all of that, and she's in heaven now with him. And we'll see her again. Now, I can't go to her. She can't come back here, but I go to her, you know, when I pass on. That's what we have hope for. We have hope for standing against the evil on this earth and the next life that we're going to have. Always remember that because this world, this momentary stuff that we do here is just to remember a, 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 a day, a thousand years is about a day to God. We're only here for just a few minutes on this planet. So only thing that's going to stick with us is what we do for Christ. That's going to last. And when we get saved, we bring our family into heaven with us. Always remember that. And always remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that this is the day the Lord hath made and I will rejoice on it and I will be glad of it. Now tomorrow we'll continue Angel Wars. It's gonna, <laughs> this is a long series and we'll talk about more and more and more of what happened after the flood, what happened before the flood, what happened in the Garden of Eden and what happened with the space war and who Lucifer is and who his minions are and how we can continue to stand and work and defeat them. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, that was spot on, and you know you're 100 percent accurate. You know th- this is a war for our soul, is what it is. This is what's continually going on right now on a regular basis. This is exactly. why they're pushing so hard to pervert these young children from an early age because they know once people start to become adults and they start to really get concrete, rational thought, they really start to understand the Bible the best we can, <laughs> and we start to understand Christ and what He did, and we accept Christ. They know that. We're saved by grace through Christ, and they know where we go. The problem with it is this is why they're going after the young children at such an early age because I've told you before, and I majored in psychology. This is my undergraduate major. I did all types of clinical psychology and childhood psychology. They know if they can pervert these young children at such an early age and confuse them with such sadistic perversion like they're spreading now with this tranny ideology, they know that they can more than likely control these children for the rest of their life here on earth and in eternity. They know that because if they can keep them so dark and every thought is evil all of the time with the perversion that they're giving them, they know it's going to be very difficult for these children to come back to Christ. Not impossible. Everybody can be saved, but if all you've known from your early age is pure perversion and there are no morals, there are no ethics, there is no right and wrong, there is no biblical ethos, there's nothing, there's nothing except just perversion, 
golly, man, that's a dark place to be and a dark place to come out of. And that is why they're so bent on promoting this right now. That is why they're telling anyone, if you don't go along with this, you're transphobic. First off, I'm not scared of anything but God Almighty. Secondly, if that's what you want to call me because you're trying to justify your pedophile perversion, you can call me that. But understand there's going to be severe repercussions to you if you get involved with anyone around me or my friends or my family or my children with your perversion. I will not be quiet. I will not be idle. I will not stand around and pretend that this is okay. None of us do around here. This is why they've done it so hard in a lot of these really, really blue communist states. If you notice now, it's like these communist perversion states are going hardline left. It's like they weren't bad enough. They're trying to make sure they make an example on how sick they can make these states. And again, the epic failure of monster mental proportions is starting to be very profound from what you've seen now. I mean, look at Chicago, look at L.A., look at New York. I mean, New York's going full-blown stupid right now. They just did one of the dumbest things I've ever witnessed in humanity as far as when it comes to the energy sector. New York now has passed first-in-the-nation law to ban all natural gas, propane, and fossil fuels in new buildings. Late Tuesday night, the New York legislation approved a $229 billion state budget that includes a prohibition on gas in new homes and other construction. The law effectively requires all, all electric heating and cooking in any new buildings shorter than seven stories by 2026 and in 2029 for taller buildings. I don't even know how to make this up, how stupid this is. First off, anybody that understands fuels knows that propane and natural gas are some of the cleanest burning compounds you can use, period. Secondly, like I told you yesterday, this is going to massively increase the amount of electricity used in all of these buildings, facilities, jobs, businesses, etc. Okay, All you're doing is pushing the pollution somewhere else so you can pretend like it's not there. It's exactly what I talked to you guys yesterday about with the one individual that was discussing what was happening with the, um, with the green energy with these stupid vehicles that they're pushing with the electric vehicles. Because all you're doing is exporting the emissions somewhere else. EV vehicles aren't zero emissions. They're not green. He went into detail and discussed how the diesel-powered Volkswagen VW emits less CO2 than an EV for the first 70,000 miles driven. This isn't green. This isn't to prevent climate change. This is about maintaining control because think about it. You got natural gas lined up. You got propane lined up in your new house, and all of a sudden, the government goes, oh, well, by the way, um, you've, you've made some, some naughty comments on Facebook. They've been naughty, naughty comments. You can't, you can't make comments like that. Um, we're going to go ahead and your, your price is going to go up on your electric now. You're going to have to pay a, a hate speech price, hate speech. You know, We're taxing you, hate speech tax. You go, but I didn't do anything wrong. No, no, no. You made naughty comments. People got mad. They said it's hate speech on Facebook. So you know, you're getting a 20% tax on all your electric. Like, I can't afford to heat my house or eat food with that. Well, you're just going to have to just do without. You have to take less showers. You have to eat less food. You have to turn less lights on. You're not be able to drive and charge your electric car. This is what you get. This is your naughty tax for your hate speech. You can't talk about this. You can't say what happened to Building 7. You made, you made a comment about Building 7 on Facebook, bud. You know you can't do that. And if you do it again, we're going to put a 50% increased tax on your electric. And you do it again, we're going to put a 100% tax increase on your electric. These are all hate speech taxes to prevent climate change. Because remember, we're doing this for your protection. We're doing it to save you and protect you. It's, you, know, you want to do your part, right? 
you want to go in and make sure that you know everybody just lives as miserably as possible so you can be green because you got to remember ukraine needs a hundred billion dollars and they need a hundred billion on top of a hundred billion you know so you're doing this to sacrifice for ukraine right it's for for the safety of you <laughs> this is the stupidity that they're literally telling people right now and they're telling people with a straight face which is the most insulting part i've ever heard of in my life when i watch some of these articles and read some of these things and they make these absolutely buffoon level comments and they just look with a straight face like like they're dead serious when they say it and you're looking at them and go dude i feel dumber for even hearing that the fact that you actually made that comment and you're serious or pretending to be serious just shows you the level of narcissism and disrespect that you're displaying to everybody here right now. No no natural gas, no propane in New York anywhere. You will not be able to build a new house by 2026 and have any type of independence whatsoever. Everything has to be green. By green, they mean electric. By electric, they mean we're just pushing the emissions somewhere else so we can pretend we're doing something so we have more control. Why do you think they're giving these subsidies for people to put these, these smart thermostats in their houses? Why do you think the federal government's spending billions of dollars right now to subsidize the EV market that nobody wants? The only reason you see any levels of EV on the market is, A, you have some really, really moronic people out there that are buying them because they want to prove that they're better and they're social justice warriors. You do have that market. And B, you have the people that are saying, hey, I bought the lie. I think it's going to be really cheap. I can get a huge discount on the car, and I'm getting this this tax savings discount of $7,500, and, 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 so I'm going to go buy one. That's it. If they were actually on the market and people had to buy them like they do normal cars, nobody would be buying this stuff in most cases because there is no green aspect to it. So understand what they're doing and the lies they're constantly saying. I saw an article earlier talking about Poland now is discussing the fact that they simply don't have munitions at all to maintain their own reserves, let enough give the Ukraine. They said, essentially, we can't do anymore. So while Russia has more than enough ammunition, Ukraine is running dry. According to the Polish Armed Force Chief of Staff, General Arjavan, has added that he is pessimistic about the Ukraine's position. He said there's nothing that indicates Russia will lack the resources to continue the conflict. <laughs> He goes, Poland no, ha- no longer has the supplies to keep Ukraine fed with munitions in this conflict. We simply don't have the ammunition. Our industry isn't ready to send equipment to Ukraine and maintain our own dwindling reserves. Well, doesn't it make sense? You weaken the main countries of the, of the world. You weaken the defense. You weaken the resources. You weaken the finances. You weaken their, their ammunition stockpiles while running all the weapons and money through the black market through Ukraine. That way, when there's the next conflict, a lot of these countries are going to be complete. You know, I saw an article earlier here, and it was discussing how in Sudan, this massive fighting in Sudan people have talked about briefly over the last couple of weeks. I talked about it last week. Now an article just came out from um, – this is from MSNBC. Could fighting in Sudan result in a deadly lab leak? Now they're talking about how these paramilitary forces have taken over these labs now. Oh, of course. So is this going to be something they're going to use an excuse now to release it? They reported the United Nations said the World Health Organization has declared the situation as high risk of biohazard, biological hazard, following the laboratory seizure, which occurred after foreigners and locals fled the volatile capital city. Well, yeah, when you keep running heavy weapons and light machine guns to Africa on a daily basis that we're pushing through Ukraine, you have, a, you have a tendency to start destabilizing countries even more than they're already destabilized. I mean, they're over here in Sudan, a lot of these African countries, they're in a constant conflict on a regular basis. Well, who feeds them those weapons? Hmm? 
I mean, Sudan doesn't have a massive munitions facility. They're not producing Kalichnikov AK-47s over there. They're not producing 762 ammunition over there. They're being fed somewhere from it. Watch the movie Lord of War. Watch it edited if you can. It's a very graphic film. But it goes into detail on the weapons trafficking and how it's literally backed by the United States on a regular basis to keep conflicts going so they can control regimes on a regular basis. Understand what they're doing. So when they start telling you stuff, at least when they tell you a lie, you can be bold enough and educated enough to call them out for the lie. There's nothing much worse than being bold-faced lied to by somebody and you don't know you're being lied to. That's a pretty rough position to be in, and that's where a lot of people are right now because the mainstream media keeps pushing BS basically every single day. That's why we do what we do on this show all the time to get more and more news out there. I saw an article earlier and it was talking about how they uh, allegedly Ukraine tried to do a drone strike on Russia, on the capital in Kremlin. Now, whether or not this is another false flag or Ukraine was actually doing this, I personally think this is probably something to do with Mossad and CIA and the deep state with some type of drone strike over here because Ukraine doesn't really have the resources and understanding and equipment to be operating these drone systems. They're very complex systems. They're very difficult to fly and actually use. They're not something you just hand somebody a remote to and all of a sudden they just start flying these multi-million dollar drones around and, and with any type of accuracy, precision, do them correctly. But what happened over there in Kremlin? I don't know. I know we're being told. But again, I know a lot of this is theater to constantly push the narrative that they're telling everybody. Are they doing this to use Russia, have, have Russian excuse to do a full-blown war on Ukraine? Because they have not. I told you guys that from the very beginning. Russia has used massive discretion with this conflict over there. Ukraine and Russia, you look at the munitions, you look at the forces, you look at the manpower. You, Ukraine could have been gone in a week if that's what they wanted to do. Russia didn't want to do that. One of the main reasons, and they made this very clear – and everybody said it was a complete lie, even though we saw the research and the data on it that popped up, was that they didn't want – Russia did not want to deal with having these massive bio-run labs in Ukraine on the border on a regular basis. We talked about that in detail when it happened. A bunch of the reports came out about it. The, the Pentagon was funding bioweapon labs in Ukraine on a regular basis, and a lot of the stuff was basically released right before the invasion occurred. And then all of a sudden they came in and said, oh, no, no, that doesn't exist. There's no bioweapon labs. Nothing happened there. Then all of a sudden Russia came out again about it, and they said, well, there, there has been some over there, but they're all old labs that we're not really doing anything with anymore, and there's no reason to worry about them. Well, if we saw anything, <laughs> any aspect of truth, what we saw with COVID, we know very well that a lot of this stuff is done outside of the country so they can use it as an excuse whenever they need it to do something else. So again, my friends – Thank you for getting the truth out there. Be sure to check out the website for these shows, for these links, for these articles. Continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis. Got a lot more health articles that I'm going to go into tomorrow, so stay tuned. We're going to have a great show for you tomorrow. Dad's got more stuff. This has just been a heavy week of all types of information, especially with the Angel Wars. And uh, had to be a big week for our 2000 show on Monday. I really appreciate the just continual email support and getting the news out there. I have a good customer that comes in. And he's been buying supplements for his family and his mom. And he said that basically his mom was coming down with, uh, you know, light dementia. And so he put her on the stack that you know, we talked about with the omega-3 fats, the B-complex, the magnesium brain food. And he said she's doing profoundly better now. 
And I told him, I said, that's good. You know, you're starting early. This is why I encourage people all the time. Preventative nutrition is the key. You know, can you wait until you're unbelievably sick or doing, you know, having an issue with something to start on supplements? By all means, it's never too late. But it's always important to start proactively to make sure you're taking at least the multivitamin, just at least the multivitamin, the ultimate multiple capsules or powder at the very least as a staple. Now, I've had people that have ordered those before and given them to family for presents. Say, hey, listen, I know you're taking some old cheap old Bobo supplements from Walmart. Here, I'm going to give you these for your birthday present. Start taking these. Let me know when you want any more. Here's the powder. Here's the capsules. Here's the chewable. Just starting stuff like that and increasing people's knowledge and awareness of overall health. Talking to people about food, say, hey, listen, you know, maybe if you're having an issue with this, you're having an issue with that, stay away from these certain food items. Your child's having some issues with ADHD, keep them off the food coloring and the sugar. Just try it for a couple weeks. Throw them on the cod liver oil, the children's cod that we have, and see what it does. So many options available, and that's why we bring the truth to you guys every single day for completely for free. No, you know, no charge, no fee. You don't have to subscribe. We do this every single day because you take care of us and you sponsor the show at healthmasters.com by supporting us. So thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Be sure to check out the product of the week. Got some stuff we're updating on the website today. The HGH Stimulate One, that will be going up probably later on this afternoon. So be sure to check that out. The product of the week on sale at healthmasters.com. HGH Stimulate, one of my favorite products. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.